Thanks for joining us online today. We're really glad you're with us. Yeah, Core Church is a place of hope, healing, peace, and purpose. And we want you to come see us at 10 a.m. any Sunday. And if we can be of any support to you, we'd love to connect with you. There's lots of links in the description below, whether that's prayer or support in any way. We pray that this message is going to both encourage you and inspire you. Oh my goodness, you glad you came to church today? Yeah, uh, if you're new, uh, we just like to have fun and we especially love it when Jesus shows up on the scene and that's what's happening right now. I'm telling you, this is your season, this is your moment. You got a Bible, go to Isaiah 43 because that's where I'm gonna be and I wrote this in my Bible. Um, I believe I wrote it in June or July of last year. Uh, I wrote these words, um, 2023 promise with two exclamation points. This is a word that God has given to our church over the last six months. We've been talking a lot about this, and I just believe that this is your moment. It's collectively our church's moment, and, and I'm so overwhelmed by the Spirit of God because resurrection power is in this room today for you. He wants to move you out of the valley of dry bones. He wants to breathe his spirit on you, and he wants to move you into new beginnings. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Today is Vision Sunday. It's a unique day when we stop. And, you know, I love January because January is, is like a new beginnings. And I've always loved January because I'm a planner. I love to plan. I love to think about getting rid of old habits. I love to set goals. And, and, and I just drive Laura nuts because she don't like any of that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, let's sit down. Let's do this. And let's think about this. And where's, where's this going to be? And what's this going to happen with this? But it is not going to happen apart from God. And I'm going to talk about that here in a moment. You got to have God in the equation. And so what we do, if you're new, Vision Day is about us kind of collectively coming together and setting our true north that this is, we, we are focused on the Lordship of Jesus Christ, that he will be Lord over and reign over our lives no matter what in 2023. So we come together and in your, in, on your seats uh, was a New Beginnings covenant card that we're going to look at today and we're going to talk through that together. But if you got a Bible, let's go. Isaiah 43. If you're new to the, to the scriptures, Isaiah uh, was a prophet. And the children of Israel, the nation of Israel, was, had been conquered by the Babylonians. So they were in slavery again. And they were frustrated. They were defeated. And they were overwhelmed. And then came the word of the Lord. Anybody frustrated, overwhelmed? in an area of your life where there are no answers, we'll get ready. Isaiah 43, I'm gonna read out of the New Living Translation and verse 14. This is what the Lord says. They're in bondage. They're in slavery. This is what the Lord says, and this is what the Lord says over you. Your Redeemer, he is the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I'm gonna send an army against Babylon, forcing those Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of, that oppression that is upon you that the enemy is so proud of, about ready to set sail out of your life in 2023. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I love, back it up, God, right there. Boom, how's this gonna happen? It ain't gonna happen under your own power. It's gonna happen because of the Holy One. It's gonna happen because of God. I'm the Lord. And then he starts telling them about what he, what, the things he's done. I opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. That's the parting of the Red Sea if you're new to the scriptures. He's reminding them of that. 
I called forth that mighty army of Egypt with its chariots and its horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives were snuffed out like a smoldering candlestick. And then he says this, but forget all that. Forget about it. I like the New American Standard. It says, do not call to mind the former things. Forget about yesterday. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Turn to somebody and tell them your best days are in front of you. Your best days really are in front of you. I'm going to do something new. I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I'm going to make a pathway through the wilderness. I'm going to create rivers in the dry wasteland. And go down to uh, verse 20. We're still there. Uh, go down to the end of verse 20. It says, yes, I'm going to make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. I made Israel for myself and they will someday honor me before the whole world. I believe the word that God has for us that he's given us six months ago, but we're going to lean into it this year, is new beginnings. New beginnings. Turn to somebody and tell them it's a season of new beginnings for you. It's a season of new beginnings for you. Father, thank you for your spirit showing up already. Thank you for your resurrection power already being in this place. Now just speak through your scriptures, we pray in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. amen. You can be seated. Well, Christmas is over. We're beginning a new year. As you think back to Christmas Day, how many of you got something that you wanted, that you had on your list that you were hoping for and you got it? Raise your hand. Oh, all right. Good percentage of people. I, this was a, a very unique year for me. I've never had this. Well, one time in my life I had this happen. But I, I, I got everything I wanted on my list and even some things that I had not asked for, but I wanted, but I hadn't told anyone about. And I know the Holy Spirit just supernaturally told somebody that I needed it. And, and I got, I got every, this has not happened that I, I've never gotten everything on my list, but I did this year. Last time that happened, I was eight years old and I got an evil Knievel stunt cycle with the van that goes with it. Some of y'all don't even know who that is. You need to Google, you need to do some YouTube research because my friends, that is an icon Hall of Famer right there. One thing I did get were these, these shoes. I, I love, I love me some shoes. And I, got, I had these on my list and I was like, I want white sneakers. I want, and these are the white ones I, I want. And, I, and, and when I opened, I was like, oh, there they are. And, um, and, and so what I've been trying to do is not get creases in them. Everybody who's laughing either has a teenager or has been around teenagers. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the latest thing right now is not to get creases in your sneakers. What? I was talking to a dad. He said, yeah, my son got his shoes. And, and he said, my son was walking around like this. He's like, what's wrong with you? He goes, I don't want to get creases in my sneakers. Like, Are you serious? He goes, you see how you're walking? He goes, I'm walking normal. That's what he said. He said, this looks normal. He goes, no, it looks like you need to go to the bathroom. That's what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, they have inserts. You can buy inserts to put into your shoes. They have YouTube videos on how to keep creases from getting into your sneakers. Nuts. <laughs> how many of you um, had some stuff you were hoping for and you told some people about 
and you didn't get it. You, just, you didn't get what was on your list. Anybody, a few of you? If you don't wanna raise your hand because you don't want guilt on your family right now. That's right. That's not what I, yeah. You ever had somebody get something that you wanted and you see how excited they are? Pastor Eric and I are huge U2 fans and Bono has a new autobiography out. And so both of us put it on our Christmas list. And we were like, I said, do you, do you got it? He's like, I already got it on my list, man. I said, you told people, yeah, I already told I said, I have to. And on Christmas day, I opened, I told you, I already got everything I wanted. I opened it up and I was like, ah, I got the Bono book. And, and I, I just was so overwhelmed and excited. I took a picture of it and sent it to Pastor Eric. And I didn't hear from him all day. <laughs> he ghosted me. Did you, did you ever end up getting it? You got it? All right. Sweet. And you don't get to borrow mine. How, how, many of you, um, how many of you didn't know what you wanted, so you didn't really ask for anything? Anybody not ask for anything? Yeah, we got, didn't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And then, and then what happens when you don't ask for anything, they give you something that you don't want? You try to fake it, you're like, oh, thank you. This is, this is fantastic, great. I've got uh, a friend of mine, and they were telling me that they have an Aunt June box. I was like, what's an Aunt June box? And they said, my aunt always gets us these weird things for our house and different stuff, and she thinks we love it, and when she leaves, I put it in the Aunt June box, and when Aunt June comes to town, <laughs> we take it out of the box and put it up so Aunt June goes, oh, I see you got it up. I said, oh, that's, I was like, that's a great idea. Won't work for me because I've got an Aunt Mary. And she lives in the house with us. That would be really awkward to be putting it into, it's a keepsake box. That's what it is, Aunt Mary. It's a keepsake box. I just don't want it to get damaged. I mean, who doesn't need soap on a rope? Who doesn't need that? As we begin 2023, I think all of us have, at least most of us have these hopes and these dreams and these things that you, you're praying for and you're believing for and you're hoping for in, in the new year. But what I know is that for some of us, you, you have something that you were praying and believing for in 2022 and it didn't happen. And then you watch other people get their answer to prayer, right? They get what they want. God, oh, Jesus, let me tell you what God did for me. And God's not done that for, for you. Or maybe, maybe for some of you, um, you stopped asking God. You stopped dreaming. And as you go into 2023, you're like, I, I, I really don't have anything that I'm hoping or, or dreaming for. What I believe for all of us in this place today, what I absolutely am convinced of is that God wants to move you out of that valley of dry bones. He wants to breathe his breath on you and he wants to bring you into a season of new beginnings. But when you hear that, I know for so many of you, you, you think it's just not possible. And can I help you today in relating here in this story because there's a group of people that felt exactly like you do, maybe worse. It's the Israelites, and they are, they are slaves once again. They have been conquered. All their hopes and dreams are gone. The Egypt and the Red Sea is just a, is just a distant memory. Nothing good's gonna happen for them. And then the prophet, 
the preacher stands up and he declares the word of the Lord. I, I, I feel a little bit like Isaiah today, standing up and proclaiming a word to people who may be like, I don't, I don't see it. But he said th these words in verse 18, this is what the Lord says, but what? Say it with me. Forget all that. Forget everything, all the good things. Forget the past. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. I'd like for you to write this down. New beginnings, this is key, new beginnings actually begin with endings. New beginnings begin with endings. Sometimes it feels like your best days are behind you, doesn't it? That the miracles of yesterday are and these mo are just moments from the past. I just I don't have it. I don't see it. It was there, but now I don't have it anymore. A few months ago, Laura and I went to Ethiopia, and when we got to the airport and we went into the airport and I went to check the the luggage in, I looked behind me and Laura wasn't with me, and I was like, "What? Where did she go?" And I, I look back, kid you not, I look back, she's still at the curb with her bag trying to move it because she has stuffed so much into this one bag. I'm like, we're going for a couple weeks, baby, not a couple months. And, and, and I mean, she's pushing on it. She's putting her shoulder on it. She's getting down behind it, shoving it, trying to get it to move. It's not budging. So I'm, I said, let's go. No, I didn't do that. That would be horrible. I went and I said, here, you take my bag. I'll take your bag. And, and so I began to pull her, her bag. Now, I, I should mention that um, her bag is um, shiny and blingy and glossy and very, uh, it has alligator skin on it. I mean, I so I'm pulling this thing through the airport and people are like looking at me and they're like, okay. And I'm like, yep, bedazzled it myself, you know? Some of you are dragging your past behind you into 2023. You've taken what's happened to you in a season and you stuffed it down in. And what was only intended and meant for a season of your life has become your life and you're dragging it behind you everywhere you go. Now, there are seasons of mourning. There are seasons where you have loss, you have failure, dream doesn't happen, financial crashes. I, I get all of that. There are seasons of mourning. In fact, during the Lent season, we're going to be talking about how to properly mourn. But there comes a season where we have to move forward, and so often we're not moving forward because we're dragging this past, and, and, every, and, and we're dragging it everywhere that we go, and people are like, hey, what's that? And you're like, oh, let me tell you. Let me open it up. Let me show you. This is the failure that I had one time in my life, and uh, this was the dream that didn't happen, and, and then this, and you're like, oh. You ever see these people coming, and you're like, oh, man, there they are. There they are. I gotta go. Because you know that just it's, it's coming with them. Let me tell you this in Ezekiel 37, 4, dry bones. Listen to the word of the Lord. If you have been stuffing dry bones into a bag and carrying them around with you, God says it's time 
to let it go. He says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. This is what God's promise is for you. Look, I am going to put breath into you and I'm going to make you live again. You Listen, in this room is discouragement. In this room is heartache. In this room is failure. In this room is regret. We need to encourage each other right now. Three people. You need to encourage three people right now and tell them, you're going to live again. You're going to live again. You're going to live again. You are going to live again. God is wanting to move you from the valley of dry bones into the season of new beginnings. So the question is, how do I get, how do I get past my past? How do I let it go? How, how do I forget the former things? I want you to grab this card because we're going to walk through this card a little bit today. I think there's a couple of practices that help us to let go of the past. The first is the practice of continual surrender. Continual surrender. There's something that you need to take out of that bag. You need to lay it at the foot of the cross. You need to bury it with Christ so that you can experience a resurrection. So I want you to do this. I want everybody just to bow your heads and look at your card. Get a pin out because I want us to, this is an action point for us. I want you to look at that card and it says, I need to surrender. What is it right now? Everybody bow your heads before God and say, God, this is what I need to surrender. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's, maybe it's a, a habitual habit. Maybe it's a sin that keeps tripping you up. But God is saying it's, it's, it's time. It's time to put it at the foot of the cross. It's time to bury it with me so that I, I can resurrect you to new life. Father, right now, we are asking for new beginnings, we're asking for your resurrection power to come over what is written on these cards today. In Jesus' name, amen. The other practice, I believe, is sacrificial serving. Interesting thing is, I mean, when you, when you go to serve, um, if you, if you, if you want to let go of the past, serve somebody. Because what happens is, if you're going to serve somebody, you got to have both hands free. You got to serve with both hands. And, and it's like that, that luggage back there, that Laura's luggage. You got to let go of the luggage so that you can embrace helping someone else. And as you begin to help someone else in their pain, God will begin to heal your pain. So, oh, I like that. That was good, right? Thank you. Ladies, this section over here, come on. Can I get an amen from this section? There we go. Okay. I'm going to wait on this section for a little later. So look again at this covenant. Now this covenant that we're taking today, this isn't about works and, and I gotta work my way for my salvation. If that's what you think this is, you are missing it because you are saved by grace. There ain't nothing you can do to earn God's favor or earn his love. But what these practices do is help us to keep him as the Lord of our lives. To keep him in a proper place in our lives, that, that train us and equip us, and that's why we call them practices. So on, on your covenant there, if you're on a core team, what are our core teams? Those are our serving teams, people who serve in kids and youth and uh, here in the auditorium and our production team, our guest services team. They serve during the week. They're on our prayer team, all 
many different areas. If you're on a core, write that down, I mean, check that box. And maybe you'd like to join a core team, check that box. Or maybe you just want more information. I don't, I don't know where to serve. I wouldn't know where to serve. And we want to help you with that. Check that box. Because new beginnings, here's the thing, new beginnings begin with endings. Let's go back to the scripture in verse 19. God says this, for I am about to do something new. See, see, I have already begun. Write this down. It's simple. New beginnings begin with God. New beginnings begin with God. You can't do anything significant in 2023 apart from God. Nothing you do in 2023 will matter without God. Well, turn to somebody, encourage them right now, and tell them, you're going to need God in 2023. You're going you're gonna to need God in 2023. Listen to the words of Jesus. If you've been in church, if, you've been, if, if you're a follower of Jesus, you've heard these words. Apart from me, you can do amazing things. Apart from me, you can do a few good things. Apart from me, some things are possible. No, apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. You can't do nothing. What does that mean? You can do stuff. You can make stuff happen, but you can get the applause of people. You can get the promotion. You can get the raise. You can get the guy. You can get the girl. But I can tell you right now, without Christ, involved in it, it will amount to nothing. Nothing significant will happen in 2023 apart from God. So how do I, how do I know what God wants me to do in 2023? And how do I know it's God? Anybody ever ask that question? Show hands. <laughs> rest of y'all what like 10 of us are you kidding I ask this question all the time I don't care how long you've been following Jesus this is an ongoing question that you have is this what God wants me to do so how do I know if it's what God wants me to do let's let's look at a couple more practices that are going to I believe are going to help you to hear the voice of God the first the first is the core practice of daily devotions Something we talk about every week. We encourage you to download the, the YouVersion app or the Bible Hub app. And we have a daily reading plan that goes right along with the message. But do you have a time? Do you have a time set apart where you are seeking God and sitting with God? And the question I think we have, and we, or not the question, but the thing I think we say so often in this moment is, well, I would, but I'm just so busy and I, I, I just don't have time. You don't know how crazy my, my life is. I'm going to say this and I'm going to stand on it because I absolutely believe this. If you don't open this book, if you don't spend time with God in his word and, and, and spend time communing with, with God, 2023 is going to be your best guess. I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. Can I tell you that if you did 2022 apart from God, apart from his word, it was your best guess. I hope it worked out. But when you, and, and it, for you, if you say, I want to hear from God, I'm going to give you the most elementary way to hear from God. This is about as simplistic as I can make it, okay? You ready for this? Don't hear from God, hear from God. 
Don't hear from God, hear from God. It's like that easy because this is the word of God. People say, God never speaks to me. And it's because you don't have the book open because this is the way he speaks to us and he wants to speak to you each and every day. And can I encourage you with this? Don't read the Bible. Don't read the Bible. Some of you are like, heretic. No, I want to encourage you to do this. In your daily devotions, it's not about reading It's about abiding. It's about sitting with God. I did that just this morning. I read read in the scriptures and let God talk to me a little bit through it. And then I just, we just sat with him for like five minutes, just sat there. Didn't say anything, didn't really think anything. Looked up at the ceiling fan and thought, I need to switch that ceiling fan out with the one upstairs because this one's too small. (laughs) What do you think, God? He's like, that's a pretty good idea, Brad. That's a good idea. You know how I got that? From my daily devotions. (laughs) I'm kidding. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. But that is what happens many times. But but it's about abiding. So look on your your card here. I I want us to make a covenant with God. I mean... What are, how many days out of the week are you going to covenant with God? God, I'm going to spend this many days. Now, here's what I want you to do. Don't put down seven if you're doing zero. <laughs> but I do want to encourage you real quick, and I, I'm going to run out of time really super fast here, but I want to encourage you to do this. I want to encourage you to at least try four every other day. Because studies show, and I don't have time to get into this deep, but studies show if you read the Bible once a week, twice a week, or three times a week, you get nothing out of it, and nothing significant happens in your life. You read it once, twice, or three times a week, nothing significant happens. But they've done studies on this, and they found that people who read Scripture four or more times out of the week, they see significant changes in their life. They see things happen in their lives that they've been dreaming and hoping for. They see habits and sins shed off of them. They they, they see that they begin to think of others more than they think of themselves. A significant change happens in people's lives. So what would you commit to? And I want to encourage you to put down a time and a place. Don't put your place as your car on the way to work, that's not what I, no, 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 no. No, like a time and a place, and this is where I'm gonna spend time with God. And if you need tools, we have tons of tools on our website. We have a journal and a uh, Lord's Prayer reading guide that's out in the lobby. Those are free, you can take those. But I believe the daily devotions, other is persistent prayer. Well, that's one of our core practices is persistent prayer. I, I, I still remember when we gathered in that front room years ago, and, and we, we committed a small group. I think there's only like five of us there that night. I said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to pray. We're going to keep our heads down. And we're not going to look up for 10 years. We're going to pray, keep our heads down, and we're not going to look up. And we're going to build this church on a foundation of prayer. And prayer is going to determine our course. Do you know that we made that covenant 10 years ago this January? This January, it's been 10 years that we've been praying as a church, and now we're starting to look up, and we're starting to see the fruit of what God is doing. We're starting to see God move in all kinds of miraculous, miracle-working ways. I just talked to a guy yesterday, a pastor, and he was asking us about our church, and I was telling him about how, he said, now you guys have been in debt, and I go, ha! We started 10 years ago, we had $4 million in debt. Ten years later, now we are getting ready to close and we're going to have about $600,000 in debt. That's what happens when you pray and you get wisdom from God and you seek God. He moves on your behalf. 
So what is it you need to be praying about? Now, I know some of you go, man, prayer is ongoing in my life. And let's be honest, you're not praying about it. You're just thinking about it, (laughs) right? You're just worrying about it. That don't count. That's not prayer. But prayer is this ongoing. It's not just a place, but it's ongoing throughout my day. So what I want you to look at your covenant there, persistent prayer. What's your prayer for 2023? What's a big prayer? What's something that you, man, God, this is what I'm asking you. And I want you to think big. I want you to dream big, pray big, and believe big. I, dream big, pray big, but what is your big prayer? Now, if you, it doesn't have to be massively significant, but maybe there's something you go, this is what I just need God. I don't need God to do something big. I just need him to do this one little thing. If he could just do this, write it down right now, because I believe God wants to move you out of that valley of dry bones and into new beginnings. New beginnings begin with God. Verse 20, God says this, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make rivers in the dry wasteland so my what? What? Chosen people. Not, now, not my chosen individuals. My chosen people can be refreshed. What we see over and over in scripture is not the American brand of Christianity. The American brand of Christianity is it's an individual thing. It's, it's private. My faith is my own. I just, it's just me and Jesus. No, that's not the God of scripture. The God of scripture is a God of community from front to back. It's all about community. It's all written to a group of people. So write this down. New beginnings begin with God's people. You got to have God's people. If you're going to move from a valley of dry bones to new beginnings, you got to be with God's people. Now, what I think is crazy is this digital age, and I love it. I love the access to digital things that we have. It's amazing. But the digital age has redefined relationships, and it's been slow and gradual, but we don't relationship the way we used to. And I'm talking about the world, not just the church. I'm talking about the world. We don't get together. We don't gather like we used to because my friends are in my pocket. And anytime I want to talk to my friends or see what's going on with my friends, I take them out of my pocket. And I, and I look at their post and I look at the picture and I see what's happening in their life and I, I like it. I comment on it or I text them or I get in a group text and I'm in a group text and when we're group texting each other and Can I tell you that is a false form of relationship? That is not the way. In fact, uh, if you were to look at how the early church came about, that wasn't the way it was at all. Acts 2.44 says this. All the believers, say it with me, they what? Met together. Let's say it again. All the believers did what? They met together. They met together in one place. Here's what I believe. I believe that the early church, the, the, the first people who formed the church, I believe if they walked through these doors today, they would be blown away. They would be overwhelmed. I think they would look around this room and go, oh my goodness, it's been 2,000 years and they're still doing it. They would be amazed. They would look at you and they would go, you're coming on Sunday? Like we, they'd be like, man, so we used to do that. We, we gathered every Sunday and, and we would worship together and we would sing songs and you guys are singing songs? You look at the songs, look at the band that they got. We ain't got no band like that. We got the little drummer boy from the manger. That's who we got. I mean, they just, they would see, you're still taking the sacraments? We, we, we did that whenever we got together. That's what we did. And two thousand years later 
You're, you're, still, you're still praying. You're still praying together and serving and helping one another. You're still proclaiming the scriptures. Peter, you could learn from that guy. That guy's pretty good. This was this section's moment to say amen. And you missed it. I think they'd say the same thing about core groups. I think they'd show up in your home or, or after the service or on a Sunday night and they would see you gathered together and they'd go, I can't believe 2,000 years later, they're still gathering in homes, they're still gathering in circles, they're still gathering at, at, at the temple and, and doing those things and this isn't the temple, but they gathered the temple in Jesus' time and we gather at the church like this. And They'd be like, man, you guys encourage each other, there's support, we, you're eating meals together? How did this keep going for 2,000 years? They're like, wow, look, they're still struggling with childcare too. Wow. We did as well. You should have seen John's kids. They were out of control. I think they would be blown away. And we have these practices. This is why we have these practices. In, in your covenant there, let's look at this again at, at Sunday worship. Sunday worship is one of our practices. We gather every week to declare that God is the Lord of our lives. We gather in his presence and we receive his power as the people of God. So here's the covenant. I want you to write down this. I, I'm committed to worship how many, time, how many Sundays out of a month? You say, because I believe that God has called us and, and called us and we, that Jesus modeled for us gathering weekly. And maybe for you, you say, Brad, I'm brand new. This is my first Sunday. I would write, I'm gonna come back next week. Maybe, maybe you come every couple of months. You'd say, you know what? I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come at least once a month. Maybe you come once a month and you say, you know what? I, need, I, I wanna come two or three times out of the month. Or, or maybe you'd, you'd say, you know what, I, I've gotten out of the practice. It used to be a huge practice. And I don't know what happened, but I just don't come. And I, I'm, I'm committed, I'm gonna come every Sunday that is possible. I'm gonna be in the house of God to worship God because this is what the people of God have been doing for 2,000 years. I believe the other practice is godly friendships, our core groups. Our core groups meet weekly and you can see there on your covenant, maybe you just, you're already in a group. I just think, check that box, say, I'm already in a group, man. You just love your people, right? You just, I heard some of you hooping and hollering. That's so great to hear. You're like, woohoo, those are my people. It's just something about when you're in that group with those people and you receive that encouragement. But maybe you'd like to join a core group, check that box. Or, or you just, maybe you don't even know what it is. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't go into anybody's house that I don't know because I don't know what that's about. And I, they're going to sell me something. What's, you know, what, what, is, what is a core group? We want to give you some information on that. We want to help you with that. Because new beginnings begin with God's people. You're going to need God's people. Turn to somebody tell them, I need you in 2023. I need you in 2023. All right, verse 21. God says this, I have made Israel for myself and they will someday, and say this with me, will you? They will honor me before the whole world. Write this down. New beginnings begin with the world in mind. New beginnings always begin with the world in mind. 
Any selfish dream is not from God. Anything that is self-centered that's just for you is not from God. You want to test if it's from God? Is this going to help others? What's interesting about the nation of Israel is they were God's chosen people. We know that. But when we hear that they are God's chosen people, it doesn't mean like they were you know, God's favorite. We're God's favorite. You Gentiles are not. Too bad for you. No, that's not what that means. When it says that they were God's chosen people, they were chosen to take his salvation into the world, to take the redemptive power of God into the world. This is why we're here. This is why Core Church exists. We are not here for ourselves. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them we're not here for ourselves. We are not here for ourselves. We are here and we exist to take the hope, healing, peace, and purpose of Jesus out into our world that so desperately needs it. And when I say world, I'm not talking necessarily uh, Ethiopia and Guatemala. Those are fantastic what we're doing there. But the world is wherever you find your feet. That's your world. Your neighborhood, that's your world. That's your mission field. We're all missionaries on mission assigned to a mission field. You have a workplace. You have a, a, a campus. You have a ball field. Listen, that is your mission field, and that's why we exist. So how how... How do I honor God in my world? How do I honor him? I think there's a couple practices that help us with that. One is generous giving. Giving, financially giving. I'm not taking everything in 2023 for myself. It's not, I'm, I wanna help others. Are you giving? I've, I've said many times from the stage how God, a couple of years ago, challenged me to give away extravagantly. This word, he said, Brad, I know you give and you're generous, but I want you to, I want you to practice extravagant generosity. And that's been two years now. I did it for one year and then I felt God said, do it again. And I felt like God said, this needs to be a regular practice of your life. So every year, here's the thing I want to encourage you. If you, if you struggle with giving, keep a generosity journal because that's what I do. Because when I started doing this, every year, anytime God tells me to give, I write it down. And if I give it, I write it down. So Laura and I, we practice tithing, which is giving 10%. We believe that's a practice that we've seen in the church, and we see it's a principle in Scripture. And so we just start there. But then we also have other ministries and organizations that we support beyond that. And God was telling me in the last couple of years, I want you to do even more, Brad. And I'm like, even more? Are you kidding me? And so I began keeping track, and, and just the other day, I added up how much we had given away overall, and I looked at the number, and I was like, holy smokes, that could have bought a really nice TV and a better truck. <laughs> and then I added up how much God had provided, and I get nervous when I do that. <laughs> And I began adding it up. I was like, there's no way. They did it the year before. He's not going to do it. They started adding up, adding up, adding up, adding up, adding up. When I got all done, I'm not going to tell you what the numbers were, but I can just tell you this, that God literally doubled what I had given. Now, why would God do that? Did he do that because he says, Brad, I want you to have nice things? No, because he knows I'm not going to hold on to it. Because he knows people need it. He knows the church needs it. He knows people in the church. He knows people need discipleship. They need growth. He knows that people in the world need it. I have a dollar store ministry. I don't even know how this started. <laughs> like some of y'all are going to follow me next time I go to the dollar store. This is where he gives away the $100. <laughs> 
Not every time. This one guy, this just a couple days ago, I, he was there and he, it was $20.86 and all he had was a $20 bill and I was a couple people back and the lady's like, uh, excuse me, all he had was a $100 bill and, and he's like, it's trying, she's trying to break it and all this stuff and look at it and see if it's real and all this, it's just taking forever and I go, hey, let me, let me just get that for you and I swiped and $20.86, okay? Sometimes it's real small, sometimes it's real big, I don't know, but all I can tell you is that I want to encourage you to put it to the test. What if you, I, if you, I'm just telling you, for the next 90 days, January, February, March, write down everything you give and write down everything that God brings back. I promise you, he's gonna blow you away. You gotta put that to the test, why? Because we want to be a generous people. We don't want the world to outgive us. We want to lead the way in generosity. The other way is the core practice of sharing Christ, which we talk about all the time. You see those windows out there in the lobby. We're getting ready to wipe those windows clean because it's 2023, and we're going to start again at what God has for us. Who is he calling you to reach, and how do you share your faith? You've been here for any amount of time. You know how we do it. Intercede, invest, inform. Intercede, invest, inform. It's all about sharing Jesus, but, it's, but most of the time we get it backwards. We, we start with inform. I got to share Christ, then I'm going um, to do good, and then I'm going to start praying for people. No, if you want to reach your neighbors and your coworkers and people on your campus in 2023, start praying for them. Start praying for your neighbors. You don't know your neighbors, so just start praying, God, introduce me to my neighbors. Here's how you do it. Start praying for your neighbors. God, help me to know my neighbor across the street. God, help me to know this guy next door to me other than the kind of lawnmower he has. God, help me to know who they're, and then, and here's a, here's a, here's a novel idea. The next time they're outside, try saying, hi, <laughs> or be really crazy, really crazy. Walk across the street and introduce yourself. I'm not telling you to do something I don't already do. I got neighbors that attend this church. Why? Because I, I pray for them. Because I care about them. And I want good in their life. I want so much good for them and their children. And I'm going to pray. Can you imagine if your neighbor found out you were praying for good in their life? You're, yeah, I'm praying for good. What if your neighbor, how can, I be, how can I be praying for you? Maybe you ask your neighbor, I don't know how you do it. Maybe it's a coworker, I don't know. But, it, but just start praying, then, then just start doing good. Just start being the body of Christ and do good. And then, then when God gives you that opportunity, inform them of the hope that you have in Jesus. So look at your card here. When it looks to generous giving, just write this down. I'm committed to what? Maybe for you, it's about stepping up and saying, I need to start tithing. I want, to, I want to give 10%. We believe that's a real good marker. If you wonder, am I generous? I can tell you, giving around 10% is a very generous person. And we've seen this practice throughout church history. And maybe you gave that way before, but maybe you say, no, I want to, I want to get back to that. Or, or maybe for you, you just say, I, I want to begin giving regularly. Can I tell you the one thing, and we're way over time here, but I want to help you with this real quick. I just want to say this and do it in about 10 seconds, okay? Don't do any of this until you, you need to be a steward of the money God's given to you. The money that you have is not from you. God gives it. He can take it away anytime he wants to do that. He gives it to us to manage it and steward it. So the first thing you do before you determine how much you're going to give is figure out how much you have to give. Do you have a budget? Do you even know where you're spending your money? You gotta know where you're spending your money because I, I can tell you, Laura and I, we just did this yesterday. We did it this weekend and I figured, oh, there's, some, there's a little bit of waste right there. 
There's a little bit right there that we could cut out and we can, and that's where you start with generosity. When it comes to sharing Christ, who are you praying for? I'd like for you to write down the names of three people. Maybe you've got more. If you need to use the back of the card, use the back of the card. So I know so many of you have more than three people you're praying for. But I wanna encourage you, who's a neighbor that you're praying for? One of those blanks, I'd like for you to put the neighbor that you're praying for. Who is it? If you don't know your neighbors, just write down the word neighbor. Second blank, I'd like you to write out the coworker. Who's, I'm, I'm praying, who's a coworker? I don't know if they know Jesus. Write their name down and say, I'm gonna commit to praying for them. Maybe for some of you, it's writing down the campus that you're on, a campus. And maybe you wanna write down the name of a family member. Somebody in your family, a son, a daughter, a mom, or dad, a brother, or sister doesn't know Jesus, you wanna write their name down. And there might be more than, you need to use the back, you use the back. But new beginnings begin with the world in mind. So over the next four weeks, we're gonna be talking about this, this idea of new beginnings, because I believe he wants to move you out of the valley of dry bones and into a season of new beginnings. Would you bow your heads and and, uh, you can keep your eyes open. Just look at that covenant right now. And we're gonna come here in just a moment to receive the sacraments, but before we do, I, I just want you to have a moment with Jesus. To say, God, I, I know I can't live this perfectly and none of us will live this perfectly, but I'm gonna practice. <laughs> I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna practice, God. This is my covenant with you in 2023, God. Maybe you wanna take out your phone And you want to take a picture of it because here in a moment, I'm going to ask you to bring your cards and lay them on the communion altar. So maybe you want to get your phone out and take a picture of it because this is your covenant and this is what I'm declaring before. God, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Father, we covenant this with you today in Jesus' name, amen. We hope the message you heard both encourages you and inspires you. Yeah, we'd love for you all to come and see us at Core Church at 10 a.m. any Sunday. And if we can support you in any way or you'd like to get connected with us, there are links in the description below. Thanks again for joining us online.